Welcome everyone to the Sonoma Spiel. My name is Tim with the Sonoma Valley Visitors Bureau. And hey, happy new year, everybody. I know you are listening to this wherever you are. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're doing work, maybe you're doing yoga, but you are surrounded by the detritus of kale chips and healthy eating. You've got like some sort of cleansing water that you've been downing because you're doing dry January for at least a week and you're just doing it. So I support your health and I'm so glad that you're listening to us and I'm so glad that you've been a part of this. And, uh, you know, you should resolve to uh, leave a really good review right now. Just do that right now on the podcast. That way people know uh, what's going on and more people can join into the Sonoma Spiel. Okay. Listeners, We're in the middle of our 100 days of winter wellness, a new thing we're promoting here in Sonoma Valley. And I'm so glad that we've got someone here who is a part of the Sonoma Valley community and is an active uh, participant in Sonoma's food scene. And she and her husband are doing awesome stuff and they're business partners. And I know I say every week I have a very special guest, but this time I really actually mean I have a very, very (laughs) special guest, Lauren Feldman with Valley. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Good. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Now, you didn't know this, but we're doing yoga on the podcast. I would be so into that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you already know how to do yoga? Oh, yeah. Ah, gosh. All right. We're doing something else then. Okay. (laughs) I was a figure skater growing up. I don't know if you know that about me. You really were? I was a figure skater at Snoopy's. At Snoopy's Home Ice? Mm Mm-hmm. You were. Yeah, I grew up skating. Can you do a sow cow? I can do a sow cow. I what can is do a, sow a double sow cow. What, yeah, what is a sow? Is that the flip or is oh, that the twist? Oh, this is its own. This is its own podcast. None of them are flips. You're not allowed to flip anymore. Oh, okay. It was a twist. Well, there is a trick called a flip. But it's My not a flip. My goodness, but, but it's not actually. A flip. I, okay, I didn't even know this. Okay, so you've already jumped ahead. So like, where but you from? So, the whole point is right. that I grew you up could doing do yoga and all right. the things. So I can do yoga on the ice when I just try to ice skate normally. Yeah. And I end up just like splatting. Yeah, I do it. So, Lauren, that's great. I didn't know. Okay, so well, let's start from the beginning. Lauren, where are you from and where did you grow up? I am from Sonoma Valley. Okay. I actually, well, I was born at a hospital in San Francisco, but my parents okay. lived in Sonoma on Lomita for the okay. first two years of my life. Okay. And then we moved up into the hills between Santa Rosa and Calistoga that has oh, since, really? you know, oh. burned many times yeah. since then. <laughs> yeah, like a petrified forest area. Yeah, exactly. Up okay. Way up there, Foothill Ranch Road. Oh, wow. So I grew up there and then we eventually moved to Fountain Grove and I Wow, you sure can pick them. Okay. Yeah. I know. Just follow my follow my footsteps. (laughs) Where do you live now? Because (laughs) I'm not gonna live there. Um, Yeah, really. So you lived in Fountain Grove and then you moved here eventually. Yeah, I yeah, after high school I went to Indiana. I moved to New York after that. That's where I met my husband. I moved back here in about twenty 10. Okay, okay. And I've been back in the area more or less ever since then. Ever roughly. since, yeah. What brought you to Indiana? I thought, so growing up as a figure skater, I actually was making my own skating costumes. You um, sewed them? You, you made them? I designed them. Okay. I didn't mean? really, I had someone that helped me make uh, them physically, right. but um, but I designed them and then I was on a synchronized skating team and I designed the costumes for that. And I was like, hmm, this could be an interesting way to make a right. living. So I okay. actually went to Indiana University because, well, for two reasons. It was a two hour drive from my sister who was at Miami University of Ohio. Okay, okay. And 
I also wanted to do fashion design, but the focus was on costume construction. Huh, so for okay. ballet, it was part of the school of music. Really? Yeah. Were you good at sketching those things? Like people would sketch. I did. Like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. I never knew this. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I also was a business major too. So. Because <laughs> your parents were like, you better learn. Exactly. <laughs> You can't buy all the fabric and not sell anything. And it's a very good thing because clearly I do nothing with fashion right. or skating costumes <laughs> anymore. <laughs> well, I see you're wearing the, the high fashion hat. The super high Le fashion hat out of France. <laughs> yes, Lecahart. Um, so you went to Indiana. You studied uh, fashion design, but in the costuming yeah, department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then yeah, so and then New York after that to pursue that didn't work. Went back, fell back into restaurants, which I actually, you know, grew up growing up here. I think my first restaurant job was at the first Starks restaurant. It was Willie's oh, Wine Bar. Fantastic. The original? No. The original. Yes. The original that. Yeah. Again, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of a pattern there. It's a, kind it's, of it's a pattern. Sonoma Valley. That's what can Sonoma I say, Valley. unfortunately? So that, and that one has since been rebuilt uh, yes. and relocated. So yes. the original, I love that place. That was great. Small, small mm -hmm. plates, beautiful mm -hmm. location right there uh, on Old Redwood Highway by Cardinal Newman High School and Ursuline High School in, in Santa Rosa. Yeah. And for those who don't know, it did, it did burn in one of the, the 17 fires. Um, <laughs> but, that, but the Starks, you know, the Starks are actually a good, uh, probably, example for you. Because they're like accidental restaurant tours. Massive at this point. And, they have a ton of restaurants. But they started off with like, I don't know, let's open a restaurant. Yeah. But and, they always knew. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I was a baby when I worked for them. So who can say? <laughs> but, you know, right. I feel like they had, they had, they had an idea of what they were doing. Right. And they were good. They were good business owners and good bosses. So, you they know. See, and they seem to have staff that work a long time for them. Yeah, they exactly. Seem to have, they've since spun off. I have no idea how many new Current restaurants. I don't know. There's got to be. It's more than five or six or seven. They just opened they have a French one, else. right? I think yeah. it's called Auggie's in Santa Rosa. I think I, I haven't been there yet. I don't know. Um, many, many. So okay, so you got the restaurant bug and you learned the restaurant business a little bit. Yes. Were you a server or a busser or? I was a busser okay. there. Get that yeah. Side work I done, was. Man. You know, I was in high school. Yeah. Um, and so then. In college in Indiana, I worked at a couple restaurants there, and then when I moved to New York, I was doing the fashion thing, making literally zero money, <laughs> probably spending more money than I was making. Right, right. So I started working for a new restaurant that at the time was opening up that a friend of mine, Joe Campanale, was opening. Okay. And I just completely fell in love, did Redo. all my sommelier training there. Okay, so you're starting off like a server? Or yeah, I was a server okay. there. And then you learned about wine, but you knew about wine probably growing up here. Yeah, I think it, I mean, we all kind of absorb it. Right. It's all kind of by osmosis, I right. think. Right, right. We know the seasons, we know, you know, right. where things grow, where things don't. But, um, but yeah, it was really, I fell in love particularly with Italian wine. Okay. So. Okay. Which, okay, so I want to segue to that. Doodle-doo, mm -hmm. doodle-doo. You guys <laughs> open a restaurant called Valley. Yes. Because you worked at a, at a winery here in town called Scribe. Yes. Um, but what's peculiar or different or unique about your restaurant, it's not full of like a lot of local winemakers. You have different types of wines there. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I think that what we found from just my personal experience moving back to this area, this mm -hmm. little town after living, you know, in, in other countries and in the big cities of Indiana. <laughs> Bloomington or wherever, yeah. <laughs> Bloomington, Indiana. And, you know, New York City. Oh, um, right. I've heard of that one. You know, that's one. Um, coming back to this kind of small community where there are a lot of people that want to 
drink a lot of different things. Try new things, right? Yeah, like most of my friends here are in the industry. Right. It's very hard to not meet, if you live here, to not meet somebody related to the wine industry. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So In hospitality and wine. And I think that when you work in wine in somewhere like Sonoma, you still want to be educated in wines of the old world. You mm-hmm. still want to be connected to that and be drinking that. Mm-hmm. Even if you live here and even if you love Sonoma Valley wines, you still you know, want to know what Greek Assyrtiko tastes like. Mm-hmm. You still want to know what's happening in Chablis mm-hmm. and how the vintages are affecting you know, everything because that's, that's what's wines. neat about you guys. You have Greek wines, you have Georgian wines. We have if I Georgian recall, wines. Which... We have yeah, we have wines from from just about anywhere. We don't really we don't really specifically not have wines from any place mm. other than that we we care about the farming. Okay. That's like the main thing. So, Explain that to me. Why why is that important? Um, I think that there is. Th- we need to only be doing good things to this planet at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is no excuse. The time, to the time not for doing bad things is over. The time right? for doing bad things is okay. over. And I think that if we use our dollars to make it profitable mm-hmm. to be doing good to the planet, mm-hmm. then that's the that's the you know okay. make capitalism work for us, I guess. Right. So we do that with you know when we're buying wines, we don't see a point to spend our money. With people that aren't aren't aren't, aren't uh, earth focused, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good wine out there. There's a lot of people that are doing different things. But I think that you know our our ultimate priority is is the well being of the humans that live on this planet okay. and the planet itself. So you know, and there's there's tons of amazing wines. There's a lot of good category. options. Out there. <laughs> so let me ask you, going away from the wines, even though the wines are important, mm-hmm. tell me about the food at Valley and what, what kind of restaurant is it and what do you feature and, and how did you decide on that? Yeah, I mean, similarly, it's driven by the produce that's locally available to us. So okay. you could say farm to table, I suppose, is sort of like the, the term that gets used, but mm-hmm. I think it's really just about, it's a seasonal focused restaurant that um, has a lot of influences. We're sort of influenced by, v- Valley is our first baby and it's okay. sort of we we decided to make the cuisine stuff that we wanted and same with the wines what what do we want to eat what do we want to drink that sort of thing so there's a mediterranean bent to it a kind of like fresh healthful focus to it kind of a la you know Chez Panisse, that influence of just like, you know, what are the farmers bringing us? How do we not mess it up too much, but like make it really flavorful and beautiful? (laughs) Right, right. Um, And then there's, you know, we're influenced by all the things that like make Sonoma what it is too. There's a rich Chinese history here. There's a, you know, bounty of amazing Hispanic, like the people that work for us. And what are their family recipes and what can we do with that information? But you mentioned Chinese. Your mm -hmm. building was where one of the Chinese laundries was on the plaza. Yeah, yeah. Part of the historic plaza history tour. Yeah, we just did a dinner with Coral, one of our employees, Coral Wang, who um, her mother came out, her mother and sister came out from the East Coast and help us learn all these, you know interesting ways of cooking that we had no idea oh, okay. was interesting spices and things and um it was a huge success we we like went well we 
Coral and Emma went to um, the Sonoma Historical Society and learned right. all this amazing right, history right, right, about yeah. the the literal Chinese immigrants that were cook- that were in that building. Yeah, there were laborers and there was a laundry there. And yeah, there was a fascinating. Whole, whole there were story. cooks. There was yeah. there was all this stuff. There was like a boarding house in the back. Yeah. So, you know, it just unearthed this entire wealth of information that we were incredibly inspired by. So mm-hmm. we're actually and, you know, the, the dinners themselves were really successful and we're still kind of like working out the kinks. But we think that it's possible that for the month of January, we're going to re- like just for the month of January when we reopen on Thursday, we'll be leaning pretty heavily into this. Uh, Chinese cuisine that oh, we've found great. really fun for those. So, That'd be fantastic. Yeah, so it'll be a little bit of like a pop-up, more of a Chinese-influenced menu Something for like the month of January. inside a valley. Yeah. Well, that's, okay, so one, I should mention, you, you, it's very hard to get you here because you're working all the time, and the restaurant's like a hard, harsh mistress. Like, you always <laughs> got to be there. You're, you and your husband are both in the business. Yes. Right, and you have business partners with you. Yes. And then you're like, this is not enough. We should open another restaurant. Yes. So you did that? Yes. <laughs> yes, we have a three-year-old baby in our rest, our main restaurant, our right. first restaurant. Right. And Which you opened during COVID. Three, yeah, 2020. Or, but, I mean, great planning. I know. How would you have known? How could, I, how, how could we have known? Great prediction. All right, so yeah. then you got, you've, got, you've got Valley. And then I think, uh, what, about four or five months ago? Three months. Three months ago. Yeah, beginning of October, we opened Swim Club. Swim Club. Mm-hmm. And that's just outside of town. Yeah. Um, and tell me about that restaurant. So that is our little ode to the New England Clam Shack. Okay. It's um, a seafood restaurant that is done in sort of the casual style of a clam shack on the East Coast, but obviously using California ingredients. More more West Coast. And a West Coast flair. Seafood, right, okay. And a little bit fresher, like I think as far as, you know the health conscious might be concerned <laughs> for the month of January. I think it's really, I think people come into that restaurant and are incredibly surprised because, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the menu, it's like fried fish, burgers, fish and chips, all this stuff. But right. we have an impossible burger that we actually make our own vegan queso that goes on it. Mm, okay. So it can be a completely vegan dish. Okay. Um, all of our batter that we fry everything in is gluten-free. Oh, that's great. The entire menu is actually gluten-free except for one dish. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, We have gluten-free buns as options for everything that we do. Yeah. There are many vegan options. There's, you know, we do whole belly clams, fried clams, but then we also do these amazing, that might be my favorite thing on the menu, um, oyster mushrooms that are fried in the same way. Oh, so actual mushrooms, not the oyster mushrooms. Not, they're oyster mushrooms, right. so they're vegetarian, but they might as well be whole belly clams. Okay. I mean, they're delicious. And huh. then the, the tartar sauce for that is vegan as well. So Vegan tartar sauce. Yeah. Okay. So there's all sorts of options. This is not an East Coast. No, it's California. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's fried in this big old vat. Yeah. You know, and everyone's eating ice cream down there at the cave or something like that. It still feels, you know, I spent a summer on Martha's Vineyard in 2013 and obviously having my time in New York. And it it feels East Coasty. I think there's a nostalgia that we touch on. Um, that works for people that are maybe missing the East Coast. Is your husband from the East Coast? He's from Kansas. 
Which is kind of the middle coast. It's straight in the middle. But there's a Manhattan, Kansas. There's a Manhattan, <laughs> so Kansas that he's very close to. He could be there. Yeah. Wow, he okay. was in he was in New York City for longer than me though. Okay. He considers himself, I think, a New Yorker more than I no, ever did. Kansan. Come on. Be Kansas. He, he's Sunflower State. No, Come yeah, on. he's got all the tattoos, don't it's worry. It's like I seventy, <laughs> like just Hallmark, everything. Is that Kansas or Missouri? Anyway, it's that's Kansas. I think it's seventy. Kansas? I think it's seventy. I think it's seventy, yeah. yeah. Um Okay, so you have these two restaurants. Yes. And that's all you have going for you except don't you have like a dog and I have like a, a dog and a baby, and a baby. <laughs> they're both my I babies I see yes. walking around the plaza pushing a baby with a dog with our massive dog I, a big old dog I'm like oh you guys are in the middle of it I know like running from one restaurant to the other right it's life, you know? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you, you people say Slonoma all the time, and Slonoma. I'm like, says who? Yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's in a Sonoma coma here. Yeah. We're running around. Um, what are some of your favorite dishes at Valley? At Valley? Yeah. Uh, man, our bread and butter is killer, mm. but I know that's really silly. Wait, literally the bread and butter? I really love our bread and butter. <laughs> I have a problem with our bread and butter. Where do you get the butter from that it's so So the good. butter is from Achadina Dairy. Okay. No, some of the farmer's market Pelum, today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the bread is from our friend Adam. His bakery is called Ollie's, which is actually oh. named after his dog as well. Okay. Um, he is in Napa. Is that a commercial only bakery or is that he, like a... He is at a farmer's market in Napa okay. too. Okay. So his bread is great. Um... Yeah. That's it. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. But it's, don't just go and order bread and butter. You should no, order something no, else. No, 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 no. You should not just do that. But I just really love our bread and butter. Um, <laughs> I He makes bagels for brunch, too, that are really, really? great. Okay. Um, which, you know, I, you guys, the first thing I do when I get off the plane in New York is get a bagel. So it's really nice. People to say it's the water in New York. They do say that. Do you think it's true? I think that there's something, there's something, but I really, I really, really like our bagels. Yeah. So I think they're close. I think they're... Someone was saying San Francisco might have better bagels and it started a fight. I know. It was Boychick bagels, which we used to get. I wonder if it's true or not, or if like... They're different. They're different. Everyone has to like, you know, this is better, this is better. They're just different. They're just different. They have There's terroir to the bagels. Exactly. Just like there's terroir to the swim thing. So so going to the East Coast uh, seafood shack on Mm. the West Coast, what's one of your favorite dishes over there? Um, I I really love those those mushrooms. Oyster mushrooms. Um, okay. I think our fried cod sandwich might be the best fried cod sandwich I've ever had. Okay. The fish and that. chips are great too. My mother is from Newcastle, England, so oh. we have a bit of a fish and chips situation in my household. Really? So Malt vinegar. They pass so you go, mustard. What's, with yeah. her. Wow. Yeah. Your mom's from Newcastle. Yeah. Never ship coal. <laughs> yes, she's been there. That's, um, I've been in Newcastle on the train. I was on the train going going through it, uh-huh. and there's that muddy river. I think it's called the Tyne or something like that. And it's just like that's where the, the brown and, and the brown ale comes from up there. Yeah, and, uh, it, it looked like a really lovely little town. It yeah, apparently it was- used to be the coolest place ever. <laughs> and I according think, to your mom, <laughs> no, according to everyone, okay. I think uh-huh. it had like. Yeah, I, someone actually recently compared Newcastle to Detroit to me. Yeah, it was a big industrial city. I yeah, yeah, so I and I was like, oh, I could see that. You know, this kind of similar yeah. timing yep. of when things kind of you know everyone going there, big buildings being built, lots yeah. of brick. Yeah, people University. working with their hands, stuff yeah. happening. Totally, and then their own beer, yeah, which exactly. you got to have. Um, all right, so cod sandwich. I'm going to try that because yeah. that's that's a good one. Wait, I, I do feel like I need to go back to Valley's. So you should. Because I was going to say I really yeah. can't just say the bread and butter. No, people should order. 
more than that. Yes. Any of the veggies, <laughs> crispy rice, any right. of the veggies that we do are really okay. fabulous. The menu changes really often, though, so it's it's. That's it's the tough, trick. I but... asked my volunteers before I came, uh, Dennis and Diane, they go there all the time. Mm-hmm. They're my Friday volunteers and at the visitor center, and they say, oh my gosh, we love Valley. I said, what's your favorite dish? They go, well, it changes it's all the time, different. Tim. Yeah. Um, so they were, they were, they but spent we about have, half an hour debating stuff. staples that, yeah. like, the craveable stuff. It's right. really important that if you crave something, that you can there. come back for it. Like the XO egg is pretty much always there. The crispy rice. What about your French fries? Are they always there? The French fries are always there at Swim Club, yes. The, those are good French fries I hear. Yes, so. they're really good fries. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and then do you have like special desserts or like how do, how do you decide what goes on the dessert menu? Because back when I was many, many centuries ago, a waiter uh, at a chain restaurant, mm. uh, dessert was a thing that you defrosted. And, yeah, uh, brought it out, but it's it made you know it was like you got to sell the dessert. Uh, what do you guys do over there? Well, we have an olive oil cake at Valley that the recipe actually is a mutation from a restaurant that I worked at in New York hmm. that was incredibly well known for its okay. olive oil cake. Okay. So I actually had messed with that recipe a little bit when I first moved back to California just for my own ease and then Emma took it and made it it's quite good because olive oil um, we cook in my house my daughter's dairy free soy free Mm -hmm. a lot lot of allergens Um, and I've tried to adapt just straight you know, buttered olive oil in recipes. It yeah. doesn't quite work. No. You got to play with some stuff. Yeah, and especially then if you're using alternative flours and things like yes. that, it's it's it can be complicated. <laughs> I have but so many alternative flours. Yeah, you uh, got to. But but your cake, I've had it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. I was, I'm like, okay, olive oil. I'm in a mindset like this is gonna be this earthy, nutty, not that delicious dessert in my mind. I'm like, oh, this is phenomenal. It's, it's so, so good, good. <laughs> and it's like it's so elegant. Yeah, like. I don't know. There's something really elegant to an olive oil cake. That's I good. really think it's special. And then at Swim Club, we have soft serve. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Which okay. is great. No, but does anyone do frozen custard? Like, ask your husband about Midwestern frozen yeah, custard. Yeah, no, I Lots know. Of eggs and uh, Indiana, incredibly remember? low fat. That's right. You know custard. it. Nobody's got it here. <laughs> no, it's true. I don't really know. I mean, I will say that California has very strict regulations around dairy. Ah, yes. It is incredibly challenging. You have to get a special, like, health department sign off, and someone else comes around to inspect it. I don't know if custard is, like, even more challenging right, that's potentially. A good question. Okay, I've never seen it out here. Yeah, there might be a there might be a silly maybe that's bureaucratic your, reason maybe it's your for third it. business. Yeah, you should open that in a year. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I promised my business partners what? we wouldn't open anything this year. But exactly. We'll see. Like, well. You've got 11 months. 11 <laughs> months here. We're taping this in January of 24. Which room, Okay, so speaking of which, speaking of January, have you made any resolutions or like is it just to keep your head above water with two businesses and a baby and stuff like that? Um, I did make a resolution. What was my resolution? <laughs> it was to not feel the need to go back for seconds of food. <laughs> oh, okay. That was my resolution. Okay, that's a good one. I am in restaurants... I eat really quickly. Okay. I think I'm not the like only when you, one that when works you are, in. When you're working, you mean, or when you go to another No matter what now. When I eat now, I'm just trained that I have like 15 okay. minutes to fast. eat my food. Got it. Okay. F- just from right. like trying to squeeze in Family right. Meal or whatever. Right. So I have a problem where I eat too fast and then I think I'm still hungry. So then I go back and I eat mm. more and I don't need to. Because your body doesn't so that's my resolution. Okay. I like that. Don't go back for <laughs> seconds, which really you're resolving to get a bigger plate. Smart yeah, move. I know. I know. It's a really easy thing to get around. Lauren, you just said family meal. What does that mean? 
Family meal is, it's a meal that you usually have in a restaurant. Not mm. every restaurant does it this way, but where, you know, the entire staff sits together and eats a meal together before mm. service starts or at the end of service. I always liked it before service because it's really hard to get through service without having eaten something. Um, <laughs> kind of fall apart. But, right. you know, we can do that at Valley really easily because we're closed between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock. Oh, so we cool. usually have okay. family meal around 4. Um, it's harder at Swim Club because we're just open. You're open the whole time. Straight through. So they it's a tradition in a lot of restaurants. Yeah, uh, it restaurants is. I've worked in, it's a big deal. I mean, un- I have very fond memories coming up in the restaurant industry sitting down for a family meal, opening a bottle of wine, talking mm-hmm. about the wine, talking yep. through our shift notes, doing that all together. It takes like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes and a leisurely thing. Mm-hmm. But now because of labor laws being what they are, and I'm sure it's for a good reason, you can't talk about work during family meal. It is, the, well, it's a break. Right. And it's the, it's oh, the staff's interesting. time. Okay. So we don't talk about work. We okay. talk about anything but work anything for 30 work. minutes. Like resolutions. <laughs> and they can they can leave if they want to. Right, they that's the whole point is that right. they're not required to Back when I was a, a, a poor student in after school, uh, family meal saved me uh, many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because you know you, you always take that a shift huge where it was ready, and uh, and uh, and as a bartender, uh, the chef would look out for you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You had a little more leverage, which was fun. Well, and you know, slip you with something when you work there. at a restaurant yeah. where the where people care about what you're eating. It's nice yeah, too. That's gonna be very nice. Yeah, people want not just defrosting that one cheesecake. No, we try to. God, upsell that baby. We try to make everyone happy, um, happy and healthy. Well, I'm, bring, I'm bringing up the uh, the wellness thing I did earlier. We're doing a hundred days of Sonoma Winter Wellness here, mm. and it's a way to kind of a lot of people, for example, do dry January, mm-hmm. right? Or a lot of people are like, well, this is the year I'm gonna walk more, mm-hmm. or or not go back for seconds, or do like small right. things or big things. So we're we're announcing 100 days of Sonoma Winter Wellness, which really, there's more than 100 days because I wanted to stretch it to tax day because I figure people need up Ugh. to April 15th. We need, so it's like 112 days. <laughs> but, but it works out, right? That's you need fair. Um, so in January, we've got things that people can go do. Like the, the you know, Sonoma Valley Museum of Art has an exhibit by Richard Mayhew and it kind of expands your mind, right? Cool. Just take a little break or something like that. And uh, we're always encouraging people, like think of wellness as not, it's not all yoga. It's not all, I'm going to lift weights and, mm-hmm. and do stuff like that. Oftentimes, it's it's family meal. It's like hanging out with friends mm-hmm. and then feeling good about yourself. Or like your husband does, walk with the dog and the baby mm-hmm. <laughs> around the plaza or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what are So I'm going to pop question to you. What are some ways that you um, like try to go experience wellness or take a break in Sonoma or things that you like to do in Sonoma Valley that make you feel good? Well, shameless plug, I teach cycling at Park Point. You do? Yeah. You do? <laughs> In my free time. <laughs> like the Peloton kind of stuff? Like yeah, cycling? kind of. Like yeah. stationary cycling. Stationary cycling on an outdoor deck at Park Point. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I do, do that you, on... Do you like music? And like, yeah. Like, and you give inspirational stuff? Oh, I'm nuts. Are you? I'm... I'm a psychopath. Okay, I know that. <laughs> that's fun. Okay. Yeah, it's a fun class. So I do that. I love my students that come to that class. It's a really great, great group okay. of people that... Let me hurt them three times a week. Um, and pay you for it. And, well, well I pay for the honor. Yes, pay for the included. honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else do I do? I really love, I just, I love walking around this beautiful community that we okay. have. I walk over on Carragher, which okay. is like kind of past swim club out there. Right, right. It's just really beautiful, the base of Sonoma Mountain there. Um, 
yeah, just being outside here. Yeah, we're pretty Being lucky. in the plaza. This like, is January, and it's, it, it's about 60 degrees outside today. Yeah, so have a picnic. Bad. Why not? You can picnic all the time. That is good. Yeah. yeah um, you guys actually, early on, back back in the dark days, were you guys offering food to go? I was trying to remember. Yeah. And people would go into the, the plaza, right? Yeah. They'd yeah. Out there, I mean, we had like a couple moments in that first year of being open where we had to shut down because there were different mm-hmm. COVID right. closures. Right. So every time we closed, we would, you know... Get creative. Try to do, yeah, pivot to do some initiative that, right. you know, had picnic. And that kind of created, were, were you originally going to have that big outdoor patio in the back? Was that still part of your plan? Or were originally were you guys going to be just inside? No, we always planned to have Oh, you did? Patio. Okay, because that was great. The patio is great. The patio is huge. I mean, I really think that, like, when you're opening a business in this town, this is before COVID or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy not to have an outdoor option. Yeah. I love that you're also out the front, too, here. because... I think for a long time we underused our front doors. Mm. You go to the Midwest and back east, you go to New York, they, the restaurants put tables outside. Mm-hmm. It's like 45 degrees mm-hmm. and they're out there. And for the longest time we didn't do that. Yeah. And I love that you guys do that. I yeah. mean, it's just so great. And your neighbors, when they were open, when Tao was open, having you know uh, two restaurants back to back or near each other with tables out really made that corner lively. I know. And it was fun. I know. Hope they come back soon. <laughs> I know. People don't. People still don't really sit at those tables though, except right. for in the morning, because in the morning we get that like it's early sun. morning it's sunlight right there it's for people's coffee. coffee. It's it's honestly, I mean, I those it. sidewalk tables are my absolute favorite. It's love, very it's, European. It's, it's coffee table. I get it. You're not going to yeah. sit there. And have a huge meal. I don't is, know. I mean, I would. I would. I would. <laughs> you and I Whenever, can. I know when I take people out, I'm like, oh, we gotta go sit there because it's great. Yeah. And I love it. I um, like it too because then I'm not like in my restaurant getting stressed. Right. <laughs> I you're could like, be anywhere. Oh, look at that. There's flowers yeah. over there. That's what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. I didn't know you were a cyclist. That's crazy. Do you ride your bike then when it's not strapped down onto a deck or like. Do it like on a road. Like a bicycle? I, yes. I honestly rode my bike in New York. Okay. I was less afraid riding my bike in New York than I am riding it here yeah because like you know it's all stop traffic in manhattan it's it's funny because uh, ironically more intense traffic leads to safer pedestrian yeah. and cycling conditions i never yeah. i never felt like i was going to get hit in new york except for right. maybe like a car door or whatever right but here i've done it a couple of times and it's, it makes me a little bit nervous yeah so there's the bike path and yeah. uh, we are working on getting more bike racks in, mm. in front of businesses. Great. Good to uh, know. And trying to get those out there because I think it is important. We do have, we have about 200 bikes between all the different hotels yeah. that are within yeah. a mile and a half of the plaza. Yeah. And I'm, I am now a broken record at City Hall. Like, guys. Come on. <laughs> there's so many bikes out there. So let's make this easy because I think it also brings customers yeah. to businesses um, that they see, oh, there's a bike rack right there. Yeah. I can park and get coffee and sit at the European style table. Yeah. We're installing and, a bike rack at Swim Club. Oh, fantastic. Like tomorrow. Oh, good job. Okay. Okay, good. See? Yeah. See, so you do do cycling and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're there, but there are four of you. Let's go back. There are four of you in this business, right? Yes. Business partners? Okay. Should, do we need to mention these people in case they listen to this podcast Probably. and now they're mad at you? Okay, go for it. So, Tanner Wally is my husband. Heard and of him. I, he's from Kansas, right? He's from Kansas. <laughs> he's in a band called Little Worth that just did a show play, at the Spastiani. They play locally. Yes. They do. Good. What, what instrument does he play? He's guitar singer okay. songwriter okay. guy um and then emma lip and okay. stephanie rager they okay. are my other business partners Great. they helm the back of house primarily run okay. the kitchen and all that's why you know you ask me food questions right it's like that's so, all like, uh, i will refer to them are they from here as well or do they move here emma's from napa originally okay, so she's local. yeah okay good and steph is from steph is from chicago okay but um we all worked 
lived and worked in New York. You did, okay. Is kind, that, kind of, of like everybody? overlapping okay. in different ways. But not in the same restaurants there. No, it's no. I don't okay. think any of us worked in the same restaurants. Okay. We okay. Ha- we are very connected right. now. We realize, you know, like right. we didn't know each other in New York, but we all have like the same friends. Like, oh, I remember that place. Crazy thing. Oh, they had good yeah. bagels. Not as good as San Francisco's, oh, yeah. but they had good bagels. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then before we go on to the next section here, where you can help me answer some questions, if people. Are curious about your restaurant. Do you have a website where they can find out more information? Of course. Yeah. So our uh, flagship Valley, Valley Bar and Bottle, it's V A L L E Y B A R A N D B O T T L E. Could not be more clumsy. Valley Bar and Bottle. Bar and Bottle. Uh-huh. And then Valley Swim Club is Valley Swim dot club. Okay. CLUB. Which I do love that you guys open up Valley Swim Club around the same time the new swimming pool I opened. Know. And people... We actually got a health inspection that was for them. Oh, did you? They're like, they're like where's, <laughs> where's your corn dogs? Like, we don't have corn dogs <laughs> or a pool. <laughs> Sorry. But have you tried the cod sandwich? <laughs> um, which is great because when people are saying, I'm going to the swim club, I'm always like, okay, are you going to the restaurant? Are you swimming? Or what yeah. are you doing? Well, maybe it's a chance for you guys to cater something over there. Exactly. Um, and that, that's a cool, by the way, side note, after or before or if you go to Valley Swim Club to eat, wait two hours or whatever. The <laughs> <laughs> go to the new Cinema Valley Swim Club called Splash is what it's really called. Mm-hmm. And uh, a great public pool. Yeah. And it's uh, shared with the, with the high school. And uh, it's, it's lovely over there. I know. I was, you know, swimming pools are not something we used, we used to invest in them a lot in the mm-hmm. 60s and the 50s. And then we kind of stopped. And so going to a new swim facility, I'm like, this is amazing. It's kind of crazy. beautiful. A lot of families there and uh, people who like to swim or ride bikes and get yelled at or something like that. Yep. So. <laughs> That's what they do up there. Um, all right. One, I have, I have uh, come to the part of the podcast where you're going to help me answer some stuff. Okay. So, okay. So this, this is going to be easy I'm, for you. I don't know. I'm nervous you about this You grew part. up here. Okay. That's you true. You know stuff. It's in, it's in your soul. It's so. deep in there. Um, remember, we have uh, two visitor centers. People text us. They email us. Um, they send us letters. Mm. They walk in. And it's a part of the podcast we call We, we Get, get yeah, questions. questions. Have you seen these questions? Uh, you have not. No, I'm giving so. you, right? Okay. No, I'm just making sure. Ready? <laughs> I can hand them to you now or you just do it blind. It's up Let's to you. Let's just do it. Okay, here we go. No. Ready? First of all. A friend is doing a retreat at Westerbeek Ranch, which is your town. And before I pick her up and drop her back at Sonoma County Airport, we're looking for some good places for lunch in Sonoma Valley. Ugh. Any recommendations? Valley Swim Club would be right on the way. (laughs) It would be right on the way. Couldn't be more. It's over there by Westerbeek, right? So, (laughs) so that's a great one. So we're going to do Valley Swim Club. Others, though. Oh, hold on! But they should get the cod sandwich, and they should. um, Oh. Or they should get the oyster mushrooms. They should get oyster mushrooms, cod sandwich. They should maybe get a salad okay. and some soft serve. Fantastic. Yeah. Maybe good. a maybe a spicy tuna bowl. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Okay, good. So that's an easy one. Yeah. But we can't just promote your restaurant. I mean, we can. Mm. I mean, so, mm. so you're like Valley Swim Club, Valley Bar and Bottle, <laughs> and the new restaurant you're going to open after the podcast. My dear friend, Leanna Osiello, who I went to high school with, she was my best Ooh. friend in high school, she just opened a place called... Um, I think it's called Osceola's Home Slice. It is in Rincon Valley, so it's yeah. like right when you get into Santa Rosa if you're heading that way. Um, kind is it of in the Skyhawk area. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. I can't remember. What, it used to be like Ricky's, maybe. Oh my gosh, where Ricky's was? That's right. Okay. Is that right? I don't maybe, know. Because there's also there are a couple different spots up there. Yeah. So um, I'll plug okay. that one. Good. So, because 
I'm she has I think it's like the sous chef from Rosso Pizzeria so I haven't had oh. the home slice yet but I really okay. like Rosso. So it's a pizza so. place. Pizza place, yeah. Rosso's quite good. Yeah. I'll plug that one. Okay, it's good. And it depends on the timing of when you're leaving, but there's also more pizza at Buck's Place, which is new as well. Okay, let's talk about Buck's Place. But that would I haven't be, been there yet. I think that's their only evening hours, so I think it depends so. on the drive and that's a And that's a wonderful um, venue. Mm-hmm. It's been many things, um, but for live music. Yeah. Right? And that was, because it was real and brand. Most, was it was real and brand. It was... Um, little Switzerland. Long time. Was yeah, Switzerland? but it was a barbecue place. Right. But it's got it's got a huge patio and a big area there, so Mm -hmm. go go to Bucks. Yeah, I think Bucks, but obviously it depends on the timing. The timing there. Okay, good one. That's that's great. See, you've done it. That was easy. Okay, good. I also say if um, if those ones aren't open, which so it sounds like um, swim clubs open seven days a week. Uh, Swim club is closed on Sunday and Monday. Sunday and Monday. Okay, but open from we have coffee starting at seven a.m. And then we just kind of like go straight through with food starting at 11. There's there's okay. breakfast, there's burritos and stuff like that in the morning. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I think if those places are closed, if you're heading up north of the valley, going up 12, Salt and Stone, I think they're open almost every day. I go back and look. Oh, they're yeah. closed Tuesday, so that's a classic there. Um, and I don't know if, um, like Palooza's open, uh, I think, for lunch. But the new Golden, um, Bear, Golden Bear Station, Station. I have yeah, no the idea what people. the hours are yet. Me neither. I saw the sign up though, so I was very excited. I mean, people about have that. gone. Have you gone yet? No. Okay, so we can't we can't personally vouch for it. No. But we should go. I'm that, sure it's delicious. That's going to be your fifth business, whatever is up there, when you're opening the custard stand. Good. We, <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. You guessed that one right. Here, here comes another one. Ready? Uh, hey there. We're planning a visit around a concert in Santa Rosa on March 20th. Not my first trip to Sonoma, so I want off the beaten trail ideas. For wineries that have great white, but not oaky shards, sparklers, interesting tours or settings, and other things to do as a solo traveler, welcome. This is from mm. Facebook. So they're they're going to be up in Santa Rosa, but coming to Sonoma Valley area, and off the beaten trail ideas and wineries that are not oaky shards. Not oaky shards. Yeah. Okay. White wine, not oaky shards, sparkling. Um, Iron Horse. Oh, good call. For sparkling. Okay. Green Valley, yep. That's a spot that I love. Um, I'm going to say Idlewild's Tasting Room up in Healdsburg is a good option for unexpected whites. He primarily works with Italian varieties, Mm -hmm. so you won't find a Chardonnay there, I don't think. Okay. Um, Hmm. Lioko up there as well. That's a good one. Chardonnay, but generally not very oaky. Right. Um, ba, 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 ba. What makes wines oaky? What what happens there? Oak. They throw oak in it. <laughs> they put it in a barrel. <laughs> I, love that. I know it's it's a fascinating. But that's a thing, function though. of a lot of Chardonnays are to get that oak, and sometimes they get that buttery. Thing. I mean, I honestly, I have no personal qualms with with white wine going into oak, especially mm-hmm. Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Chardonnay can take to oak really well. My issue comes from when they're trying to make it. But the thing is, wines that are made well with the correct oak use, especially if you want new oak on it to make it oaky, Mm -hmm. are going to be expensive because new oak barrels are expensive. They are very expensive. $800 to $1,200 to $1,800 for one barrel. So if you want a wine that is oaky and buttery, but it is also cheap, my Mm -hmm. friend, you are going to end up... 
with you, a headache. Are you, <laughs> are you telling me that might not be? Yeah, it might not be sitting in a super expensive oak barrel a, a, for a long time exactly. at all. It might be a different additive. So that's my. So, that's my issue. Okay, I like that, and that's you know that's a good point. Also, uh, you mentioned um, new oak. Because uh, oftentimes a barrel could be used several times. Right. Uh, so it's like, you know, a white wine, maybe a red wine, and then my, finally it ends up as a tomato planter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, good. So I like that. Interest, an interesting tours. Um, this woman asked for, I would say, um, a bike tour. I like the e-bike tours because they're yeah. fun. They're a neat way to see stuff. But if you're not like super into wine, like some people go on wine tours and they're not like cork dorks, right? And right. so all of a sudden, like, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. But like the e-bike tours, you can just sort of wander around or see the, you know, the scenery or take a picnic or something like that. Yeah. Also and, like right. kayaking or something. Oh, it'd be a great one. Know. Yeah. Well, people kayak in Russian River. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can kayak on Cinema Creek uh, if you're brave and don't mind <laughs> Pushing through mud. I think there uh, might be some stuff you can do out of Petaluma. Too. Petaluma, you can yeah. abs- actually Petaluma has some good, uh, it's a good kayaking shop down there. Yeah, and you can rent stuff and go through the slough. Although mm-hmm. it was changed by Congress to the Petaluma River, so it could be uh, dredged. Oh. There you go. Okay, it's technically a, a tidal slough. <laughs> Who knew? An estuary. An estuary. Good job. <laughs> there you are. Okay, good. Here's another one. Um, and you're doing a great job so far. Okay. You're really good. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I'm bringing a group of senior couples to Sonoma for a day and looking for an activity that doesn't require too much walking, mm-hmm. but incorporates like history or culinary classes or nature. Got Ooh, any ideas? That is a tough one. <laughs> I mean, but well, there, I mean, not to say that there's not a ton of stuff that you can do that doesn't right. incorporate a lot of walking. walking. Right. I'm just trying to think of what's the best thing that incorporates all that stuff. Right. Oh, it could be one or the other. Like, mm. so it could be like, well, do you know anybody that does cooking classes for groups? That is a good question. Good question. Because there used to be a spot here in town. Oh, right. But I don't know if they're there, doing that anymore. There is, um, like, cheese-making classes through a woman named Shauna Davis at Epicurean Connection. She does have a place on 8th Street East where uh-huh. you can go there and do it. Um, and sometimes, and you're right, like, there's also classes at the Sonoma Community Center. I was going to say the Community Center probably is the place uh, that I would recommend. Where they have classes all the time. Um, but they're not, like, like a cooking school, per se. Like yeah. People, cooking schools go there and rent space. And, and do it. What about the women's club? I feel like they often have. Oh, they do cool have cool stuff. stuff. That's a neat on. building too. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay, I the love women's that club. Building. I'll look at that. That's on um, First Street East, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's First Street East, uh, about a block away from the visitor center. Mm. Um, I did mention that uh, history is pretty easy in Sonoma. Yeah, you know we've got the we got the Mission, we've got the Toscano Hotel, we have got Sonoma State Historic Park. We have your building, which is a historic building. Just come hang out um, at Valley, <laughs> get your history. Well, have actually, some there is um, uh, like a man named George Weber I've had him on the podcast before he does do history walking tours and he will adapt them for the groups so uh, you if you if you won't want to walk that far he can kind of do it and then also there's a cinema plaza tour but that one's on iPhones or like you, you scan QR codes and watch videos so might not be perfect for this group but it'd mm. be kind of interesting you watch ahead of time so That'd be good. Uh, And the final one I pitched was for nature. If you go up to Sonoma Botanical Garden, Mm -hmm. um, even though you have to walk it, they do have the ability to have 
golf carts for people with limited mobility. Mm. And you could see both amazing uh, plants from East Asia as well as local California plants. And they have a great exhibit on bonsai right now. Yeah, I and I don't think you have to walk very far around a bonsai tree because they're only 18 inches tall. So I think that's a good one you should go do. I will put one more out there too, which go. isn't exactly right here in town, but the Hydron Meadery. What's this? What? Wait, wait, the what? So mead. Mead, like this, the the the, the beverage that's made from honey. Yes. Which which like Beowulf drank and like yeah. got Grendel and wait for real? Yeah, there's a meadery out West County that um, it's just a beautiful property, and they have a little shop there. They usually have flowers. Okay. They have some really beautiful stuff, and I think it would be a lovely sort of natural place to. Sit and, and be there. for a while. Wait, what's it called? Hydrun? Hydrun Meadery. H-E-I-D-R-U-N, I want to say. Or it might be an I before Wait, an are they also a wine? No, I've been to a cidery out there. I think they, they, they just wine do mead. It's just mead. It's a different place. We were out. They were playing music. It was very West County. Yeah, I my friends, I actually shucked some oysters for a friend's birthday one year out there. Oh, really? It was like a really cool place. Just kind of like hang out and they kind of let you do your thing I think more or less <laughs> okay I love that yeah okay that's good very okay. so that's good great. and by the way it's funny you haven't seen these before but great segue to my final question okay oysters oysters where is a good place to get oysters oh why have oysters gotten harder and harder I used to take everyone to hog island yeah yeah. I love so out, Hogan, out of the rain but coast. it's just become a lot harder to do. And I don't blame them for making it harder because the last couple of times I went, it was a pretty much a madhouse. Chaos. So just so there was a place out uh, when you went towards the coast of Sonoma, you go south to Marin and then there's a bay down there and there were oysteries, not oysteries, oyster farms. I don't know. What do you recall? It's a hogs down with one of them. You can kind of pull up and get oysters from them. Yeah. And barbecue. And shuck chill your out, own. Shuck your own. Lose a finger. No yeah, problem. Yeah, I guess that's what stab right happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think you can do don't, that anymore. I don't, are they still open or are they just not? They're open. That? I think you have to like make an appointment. You have to reserve okay. a table. I think it's harder to just go into. So I'm going to amend. I mean, I still think try to go to hog out. Island right. if you have time to organize it. But I also really love Mar the Marshall Store, which is, okay. I think, a little bit farther south down the coast. Okay. And you can't shuck your own or do any of that sort of stuff, but they do really great you know, fresh oysters, then also some some baked ones and okay. things like that. Oysters so. usually from that area. Yeah, right there. They, they bring them there. Yeah. Um, so those are good. Those are both uh, in the Marin Coast, not far from here. It's so about, what, 45 minutes? An yeah, hour, easy something. drive. Easy drive um, out to the coast. And some great hiking out there. Moving. Yeah, it's beautiful. Great. A lot of people go hiking out there mm -hmm. uh, on that area. Uh, if you're looking for restaurants, um, I know here, I think in Kenwood, Salt and Stone has oysters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Petaluma has a place called the Shuckery. That's true. And they still do they have the oyster, they call the oyster girls, or is that the Shuckery? I can't remember. But they they had oysters. Oysters will appear on menus at restaurants. Yeah. Um, I was just say like uh, the farmers market. Sometimes you will see Santa Rosa seafood or Annie, Annie's or Anna's seafood. Will have Anna's oysters. seafood has yeah. If you ever um, if you want to go buy a bag in Petaluma, Anna's seafood. She's got them, have them. Yeah, I think that I love. That's like so. You know how to shuck an oyster without stabbing your palm. Usually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my kids uh, bought me one once. Uh -huh. and it's still in the package. I look at that thing. I'm like, I'm gonna put that right through my hand. Someday I'll try. <laughs> I know. I gotta get you like gotta a get special chainmail glove. Yeah. I know. That's just you looks, gotta have a. Do not it, do it without a glove, or at least a very thick. 
Is that the way to do it? Okay, it just looks daunting because <laughs> yeah. like I'm just gonna yeah, and like people are like, how did you lose a hand? Yeah, like, <laughs> what happened to that? Um, and what do you know? Do you know much about oysters? I don't know a lot about them. Um, West Coast and East Coast type and something yeah, like that. I mean I know. I know what I like, okay, but I don't like. Are they I'm, raw oysters, or do you like them like the Rockefeller? I like raw. Okay. I like small raw. Okay. Um, I like um, Kumamoto's. Okay, are probably up there with my favorites. Um, there is a kind that I found recently that has like a striped, a really pretty striped shell, and it's really like deep. Hmm. There's something about like how much they roll that creates the shape of them and all oh, this stuff. Okay. So like the different waters and how oh, like the tides are around they get okay. and stuff like oh. that that make them the different shapes and make them sweeter or brinier and all this stuff. But clearly I don't know enough about them, <laughs> but I can see them and know that that's going to be and the they're kind like that a I good like. kind of oyster. Yeah. Got it. Okay. What's well, good? You answered the question well. Okay. Good job. You gave, see, like you're you're done being a volunteer there. You're done. You you I, did it, I, lady. I, you're amazing. I'm off um, the clock. Lauren, so thank you so much for, for coming along here and, and answering our questions and telling us more about Valley. Is there anything I failed to ask you, by the way? Probably. As <laughs> <laughs> you're driving away. Yeah. Well, you should have asked this. I'm sure there's well, stuff I'm supposed to When's the to best say, time but... for people to come visit your restaurants? I mean, honestly, anytime. Mm-hmm. We're sort of in the, like, you know, January, February will be a slower time, and we'd really just love to see yeah, Everybody, see, see especially our, our locals, it's a great opportunity to nurture our local right. relationships. Right. So, you know, once it starts to get kind of busy and crazy around, it becomes harder. But all, we're just always so happy to see our locals okay. and have our, our regulars. And you're right. It's January, February, March is when you see a lot of people who are from here. Uh, so if you are visiting, it's not as busy, and it's also a chance yeah. to kind of talk to. Oftentimes, the guy at the bar next to you is as a winemaker, or the woman next to you yeah. is like, got her own distillery or restaurant or farm or something like that. Yeah, and so. the servers have a little more time to like write a list of places you should go check out, right. and you know most of those places. If you you know during the busy season, almost every winery requires appointments now. But right. during the right. slow season, you might be able they're, to get it. The doors are open. They're like, yeah. come on in here, come exactly. come check us out. So it's a great time to come. Uh, and again, the websites if. I I wanted more information about these fabulous restaurants or to book a table. What oh, would I, I go to? Do them again. Uh, Valley Barn Bottle, V A L L E Y B A R A N D B O T T L E dot com, and then Valley Swim Club. Our seafood restaurant is V A L L E Y S W I M dot club C L U B. Okay, Valley Swim dot club dot club. That's amazing that. That you can do that, do that now? That now. Yeah, I, didn't know I know. Thing. You can so do dot anything almost. That's great. I'm going to reserve Sonoma dot anything and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Lauren, thanks for coming on. This was fantastic. Uh, always appreciate you having here. Um, everybody else, after you've made your reservation at valleybarandbottle.com or Sonoma Swim. Valley dot, Swim Valley dot Club. Club. <laughs> after you've done that, please go to sonomavalley.com and check out special deals and offers. Also, we have our 100 days of winter wellness. We have all sorts of amazing activities. I might even add on there, take a cycling lesson from the maniac at Park Point because (laughs) you want to get all pumped up and stuff like that. And uh, mom and dad, thanks for listening. We'll listen to you guys or see you guys next week.